0: Welcome to Bull by the Horns with Giles Vickers-Jones.
1: Hello, I'm Giles Vickers-Jones and welcome to Bull by the Horns, sponsored by Shy Aviation. Each week, I'll be sitting down with a hugely successful individual who has taken massive risks to reap incredible rewards. I'll be asking them how success has affected their careers and what inspires them to keep on taking risks. My guest this week is an incredible businessman, an absolute mentor, if you like. He created LoanStockCo.uk, he owned a rugby club, he owned a football club. He's been on quite the journey. He's had some incredible highs and lows during his career. He's an absolutely compelling human being. Give it up. This is Mr. Steve Hayes. So, Steve, um, so what are you up to at the moment? Let's start with where you are today. What's going on in your
0: life? Um, just a, a number of things, really. I've got to, uh, the farm where I live. I've lived there for 18 years, and uh, it's green belt and it's uh, grade two listed, and it's got a lovely courtyard. And you know, unfortunately, I've got a couple of hundred acres, and it's you know lovely views. But but the properties on there are are um, sort of not really for for today's living. Right. And um, you know, I've got a lovely old 16th century barn, and you know, it's taken me sort of six years, but I've got planning permission to to build hopefully 12 12 properties in total. They'll be on there. And um, it'll be a destination for people, especially people who live in London that want some, uh, want some country life. I mean, um, I live in Chorley Wood. Yeah. We've got an overground and underground station in, in a little
1: village, which is okay. 25 minutes to Malibone. So so this is kind of where people are going now after COVID. People want to get out of London, right? So, yes. So for those that don't know, Steve, um, your big, biggest success, I guess, would be loans.co.uk. Yes. Um, I'm sure many of us. Well, I didn't get the opportunity to take one of your very favourable loans from you, Steve. But um, it set you up on a life of entrepreneurship, right? So yes. let's go back a bit before you get to these beautiful houses in Cholly Wood. Where were you when you started? How did it all begin for you?
0: First, I start talking about, you know, school, I really liked school. I really liked it. The yeah. only thing that spoilt it for me was the lessons, really. Um, <laughs> We had a great time. They and do get in the way, don't they? They do. And, you know, I did, I did leave at 15, uh, no qualifications, mm-hmm. and didn't know what I, was, uh, what I wanted to do, um, other than I wanted to earn money. Um, it was simple as that. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Uh, went from job to job and uh, did quite a bit of sales, learned how to sell, because nobody teaches you that. Uh, did double glazing at, at 19, uh, which worked really well for me. Um, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed door knocking. And. And the feel of the you know the feel of the sale, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then I, um, with my uh, late and ex father-in-law, um, started to the second mortgages, the loan business was just you know I think in the early eighties was just coming um, into its own. And uh, and so I, I literally had two jobs. One of them I was selling meat from a van uh, all around London. Yeah, and, uh, and then the second was I'd go out in the evening and sign up. Clients, you know, so I've done double glazing, yeah. where you know you were sat on the, the dog's chair, and then suddenly you're, you're sitting in the best chair, and you're given a sandwich and a, a biscuit and you know, a nice drink for when you're going around people's houses because they want a loan.
1: Did you find it? Because obviously we've come on to you know, the various successes, but going back to what you said, so you're doing two jobs. You wanted to earn money. Yes. Did you find it having not finished your, you know, not got a degree, not got your GCSEs at that point? or was A levels. You're very. Probably lovely, CSes. Probably <laughs> CS. Back CSDs, in the day, right. Um, did you, did you feel like you were never going to get there? Did you find that perhaps because you didn't have the education, you had the tenacity, right? You had the work ethic, which I think's you know fundamental to anyone who's going to achieve any success. But did you feel at any point, how am I going to turn that corner?
0: Well, I, I still feel that today when I when I think of um, you know I, I talk to some you know I generally talk to some very well educated people, and life would be a great deal easier if I had you know a decent education because you know reading a contract now is 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 tough work for me and it really is tough even writing an email it's you know i can i can touch tight but i'm not as good as i could be and and you know they're all things that have held me back and but equally you know the drive and determination perhaps if i had i did have a good education perhaps i'd be less motivated and and you know lazy so you 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 it's interesting it's an interesting balance you can't you can't work it out but i still you know for me i've I've always understood that I don't have all the skills. So therefore you need to surround yourself with good people because I can't, I can't do it all. I know what I'm good at, I know what I'm very, not very good at. And instead of, instead of um, working on the things I'm not very good at, it's much better to concentrate on the things you are good at and get better at them because they're what you enjoy.
1: So how do you go from doing the meat, double glazing, and start, I suppose, your own business, right? Yes. Because selling meat for other people, is that your own business? No. No. Okay, so you're working for other people at this point. Yes. How do you start that path to where you start surrounding yourself by people? Because that's something you've got to learn, right?
0: Yes, I think, I think when it comes to leadership, I, I guess when I was younger, you know, football team, uh, cricket team, rugby team, I was never the captain. I was never, you know, I was, I was vocal and I had my ideas and all the rest of it. But I guess people didn't used to listen too much. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, back in the day, you know, Friday nights used to be sort of lads night out. And then Saturday nights, take, you should take the girls out. Right. And and I would say, with in the area I lived in, Ryslip, um, if you know, we'd go to somewhere called Interspin, which was discos in different schools. And I, I would say that you could probably go there and there'd be 80 people, 80 lads I'd know.
1: Yeah.
0: And we were, um, you know, some of them you know better than others, but you all knew them. You mm. know, it was quite a quite a community. And I I started to organise things because people just didn't organise anything. And I I found that if you organise things, people will go. And it was my first sort of understanding of leadership. You can't make people do anything, but you can encourage people by putting something on because people are basically lazy. So
1: you think you can learn leadership then, do you? Because you Um, said you weren't the captain, right? But I suppose you don't have to be the captain to be a leader, right? No, that's true. You might tow the boat, tow the rope. What's the word I'm saying? You might tow the line better if you're the captain, right? So you're probably a bit of a rebel...
0: Yes, probably. Pretty fair, right? Yes, unemployable.
1: Um, so that is the other thing, right? So I find that everyone I've spoken to on this podcast and friends who I know in business say are unemployable now. Yeah, definitely. We, but you were working for other people when you started. So how did that how do you suddenly become unemployable and have to do your own business? Well I think
0: I think truthfully, you know, if I if I was to ask myself the question, you know, do you learn more from good a good manager or a bad manager? I think you learn a lot more from a bad manager right. because when you get the opportunity, that's not how you're going to do it. So for, so from from the age of 15 I, to sort of my mid-20s, I must have worked at probably 20 different businesses, 10 to 20 companies, just doing all sorts of things from putting nuts and bolts, uh, from putting rods of um, metal into a, a lathe, watching nuts and bolts come out. Um, I worked for a, a company that made curtains. Um, you know, I worked for all sorts of warehouses. Well,
1: after the curtain one, you draw the line. And yeah, so yeah, nice. I, I,
0: I just, I, I did lots of different jobs and I saw how people run. Yep. And I don't like the word staff, I really don't okay. like it. It's my well, people, really, it's I people. I like
1: that, okay. It's it, because
0: it's, it's, staff is almost, you know, it's my staff.
1: It's I don't like the possession. No, it's I'm not. with you on that one. I would always say people work with
0: us. Yeah, they work with us because again, you know, I, I might have somebody in a in a lowly job, but they they might they might know that job very well.
1: Correct.
0: You know, I I, I employed a, a friend some once, and uh, you know, again, he he he'd gone to private school. He really didn't have a lot of education, but a lot of drive, and he ended up running the post room, and 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 it was is a. It might seem like nothing but the post room, but it's a massively important job, sure. because we, had, we used to have sacks and sacks of mail. We should pick it up from the, <coughs> the post office, and you know they would start at six o'clock, and by the time people are coming in at eight-thirty, nine o'clock, post it's on the desk. It's okay. all on everybody's desk. This is loans. This, is loans? this is loans. It's
1: the loans display. How and, old were you at this point you set loans um, up?
0: 37 I started. 37? It was called Priority One to start so, were you
1: Were you working for other people up until that point? Yes. Did you have kids? You would have? Yes. You had your eldest son, right? I had three by, three by then. And you still thought, and even three children, you went, I'm going to go set my own thing up. Well, I, I, I tried, I tried, my,
0: um, I tried to, a business in, I think, '89, mm-hmm. and uh, right in the middle of a recession, which wasn't very clever. And, uh, you know, I found myself in a lot of trouble, um, you know, bankrupt. Did you really? Yeah. And, um, you know, it was a tough time, really yeah. tough time. Then, then I, had, I did money lending for yeah. myself. Yeah. Um, that was probably the most enjoyable thing I've ever done. Because you're working by yourself? By myself. Face to
1: face with clients?
0: Face to face. You couldn't go on holiday. Okay. Some, some, uh, many many weeks, you know, I'd come home and the missus say, you know, can I go shopping tomorrow? Not this week. Was um, that, that tight? Yeah, it was had tight. Did you have a child at that point? Yeah, three. So uh, well, two, you were, two from and this, previous and, oh and one gosh. with them. You know. And you'd be
1: bankrupt? Yeah. With three kids?
0: hmm Yeah, still paying. I didn't know that Still No, I was still paying, still paying, um uh, paying for my, Um, two boys before paying a mortgage on a new place which wasn't even in my name you know it was tough really Really? tough so how
1: do you pull yourself out of that because a lot of people that would take them down right and I've seen this and you've probably seen to your family members Mm -hmm. and they've gone and taken a job stayed on a you know a solid wage paid the bills back slowly but never really you know perhaps get to that uber wealth that we all strive to perhaps achieve so
0: how do you turn that corner from that moment getting getting a job was not going to was not going to pay everybody that it needed to pay. It just wasn't. Okay, and that, that's just because I had no debt because of the bankruptcy. Sure, and you must remember that mortgages at that time were sort of around about fifteen percent. I mean, yeah, it was, they were, weren't they? Was, the inflation was, was so high. Yeah, you know, you know it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was difficult, very difficult. Yeah. But you just got to get out, and you know, I did, the, the the money lending was. Um, I mean, it was hard work. And, mm. and, and as I said, you couldn't have a week off. You know, people don't save the money and pay it the week after. That doesn't happen. So, you, you know, it was only me. Um, you know, some of the clients used to think that they would phone the office and speak to somebody else, but it was still, it was all me. <laughs> just
1: put a different accent. It was, I did, how Well, yeah. you'd be working that private guy in the post office, so he could this. just come in and out and help you, kind it, of. It. it was
0: all me. Right. And, you know, so I'd go around to somebody's house and, you know, it might be a you know, six foot skinhead with covered in tattoos with two rock Rottweilers and he wants to borrow £150 yeah. and uh, it would be quite easy for me to say to him, well listen I think this all looks okay, what I'll do is I'll take the paperwork back to the office and uh, all being well I'll be, come out later and give you your money. And of course I'll go back to the office and then phone him up and say, different voice, ever so sorry, it's been, uh, it's been rejected. <laughs> and he'd say why and I'd think oh, you know, I can't discard that. Because
1: you, know? yeah. Cause know, you knew he was a skinner, you'd never get the money back. I, well I'd, I'd knock on the door and it'd just be hassle for me. but. <laughs> And then, so then you start the path into loans.co.uk. Well, yeah, I had a few. I, I then, I then had other businesses. I,
0: right? had, I, I, I was then employed with a, a separate company doing uh, right to buyers, okay. and I built a, a call centre, which was, you know, w- within a corporate company. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I'm not suited to call set, to corporate companies at all. Uh-huh. It's, it's not for me. And uh, but it was a period in time when I needed to do it. But I was still doing the money lending as well.
1: Right. So once again, doing as much as you could yes. to make some money and support your family, right? Yes, yeah. Crikey me. And then, so when you got to loans.co.uk, because that's obviously been the reason you are, you've achieved, I suppose, everyone has a moment in their lives, they've done something, right? They yes. tick. Do you think that's the biggest thing you've ever done? Well, and will ever do?
0: Well, I, I looked, I looked, you know, I'd, I'd worked for, you know, many years, and, uh, You know, I thought to myself at 37, this was my last chance. So it had to be everything. I had to put everything into it. I had two partners, father and son. And uh, um, the the son was a bit younger than me, and the father used to work at at one of the finance houses. He was the uh, CEO, and uh, very respected, but he's now retired. And um, we sat down. We'd been in the broking business for, for many years, different guises. And we sat down and we worked out a blueprint and... Uh, we saw ourselves very much like um like a restaurant so so you had the the father who was the the guy that came into the restaurant he'd put the money in uh, he had his usual table usual wine have a little look around any anything you need boys um, and then the the son he was the maitre d so you know he's the sort of guy that uh, people talk to on a train nobody talks to anybody on a train do they yeah uh, very charismatic yeah. he would upsell and and um you know you know, smooth people and you know make it great. And then I was in the kitchen, so I'm doing all the cooking, sorting out all the staff, and, and doing the operation. And uh, some people used to say, oh, that's a shame you're in the kitchen." Well, no, it's not a shame. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, operations. Operations. But but of course, you take you take one of these elements out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you got if you got a great maitre d, but the food's rubbish, then you don't last very long. Um, if the food's excellent, but the maitre d you know can't fill the restaurant, and if you haven't got any money it doesn't work sure so we all needed to to pull the father wasn't really in the business you know day to day so it was me and 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 the son and um i just gave it everything absolutely everything and
1: so, so just you three or well, you two and the, the, the yeah, funders us said, two, yeah. were you equal partners third 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 at this point
0: no so the business was called priority one we mm. weren't equal partners because you know even though the the the, the, the father knew me from my days in, in broken and got on with me uh, quite well you know when you start a business and he's putting the money in it's um, it's not right for me to have to, to the give majority, me a third, yeah, third of the business okay. so so again a lot of that was on trust okay i you know that we, we did have some bits and pieces in writing but it's very difficult when you're the when you're the guy coming into the business and you're not putting the money in to sit down and say right let's work out a contract it just doesn't work like that life no. doesn't work like that no. I was promised many things with my ex and late father in law. You know, I had 1% of the business, and, you know, I built, I built the, the, the department, the second mortgage department, up to sort of about 200 people, and, you know, we're making good money, but there's loads of other departments. And then when, it, when I found out that my 1% would turn into sort of 3.5% in a private company, it was, you know, my heart just fell out of it, and, and then I had to get out and go on my own. You
1: left those two partners?
0: No, so. that this is my, my father-in-law. This was before.
1: Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. And then this one... So, so
0: this one, I had these two partners, but I had, to, I had to trust them again.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. But 3.5% when you put the graft in...
0: Yeah, that, that was, so that's why I left my father-in-law. And
1: did he carry on business, his business said He did, and
0: then that fell.
1: Because, so what he probably could have done... And this is actually like a sliding doors moment. Yes. Had he said, look, I'll give you 50%, you might have stayed in that previous business. I would business, have stayed, yeah. And it would have kept going, but you wouldn't. And I probably right here you wouldn't have made as much money, correct? Or been as successful. Or maybe you would have.
0: He, he let me run the second mortgages, so so um oh. I I think we you know, that recession so this is at the time in that recession eighty nine, that's when I left him, and of course his business struggled in that time. He didn't he didn't bring it you know, didn't uh, he he carried on with two floors and loads of stuff and tried to see it through and, and you couldn't. So so when I came again to my last chance, I couldn't with the with the father and son, I, I couldn't ask for a contract. I just had to trust them, but I had to deliver. Yeah, and course. I did deliver.
1: And uh, that that was priority one.
0: Priority one.
1: And then it evolved into you changed the name, right?
0: Well, we talk about sometimes risks. So we okay. we hadn't been yeah, we'd good. only been we'd only been op- operating three years. Okay. And
1: uh, if you bear in mind what were your is, numbers like after three years? Uh, good, strong. Do you but, remember but, the I wasn't profits, be, turnover, no. staff numbers? You had a full, fixed office. You had yes. some staff. You had yes, income. we were
0: expanding. It was all. It was all good.
1: With with was more money required, were you starting on the? No, no. Seed? We were making our own money then. Our cash flow. You were expanding. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah.
0: And you know, it was at the time where the, when uh, the PPI and we all know about PPI. <coughs> um, we were incentivised by the government, believe it or not, the government to sell it because we'd gone through that recession, and they didn't want people, The government wanted people to have insurance. They didn't want people to lose their homes. Sure, but. With all things, you know, people take advantage, the, the lenders took advantage, and we were incentivised to sell payment protection insurance. And we were very good at it. Yeah, We sold it very, you know. And sensitive. with your
1: call centre experience, I imagine you had a, a bank of people just banging the phones.
0: Um, no, we did direct marketing. I mean, we, we, ah. were, we, were, we were probably sending out, you know, about, about 40 trees a week. I mean, it, it was a lot.
1: So you're not carbon neutral then? Is we, it?
0: This is back in the day. Okay? Right. This is right. 97. So two, well, I think about 90, uh, 99. You know, you must remember there was no there's no internet. No. There's no. So the modems, dial-up. Like, yes. Screechy noise. So, so there's no, no, domain names and things like that didn't really exist. Okay. So anyway, so I thought, well, what we really need is is a domain name, which is loans.co.uk. So I looked it up and. Um, it, 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 it was owned by a company called Loans Limited. And Loans, Loans Limited had gone to, into liquidation. So, therefore, you've got an asset that's in liquidation. So that then is, is owned by the Treasury solicitor, which is basically the Queen. So I phoned up the Queen. <laughs> I wish. No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> so, so I phoned up the Treasury... Right, well <laughs> I phoned up the, the Treasury solicitor, because they didn't know they had the asset. Okay. But, of course, so then we... Um, um, we discussed it and they said, well, it's uh, sealed bids for this. It was clear that Loans Limited also wanted it. So, so I sat down with my um, our two partners and I said, look, I think this is a game changer for us. I really think it's a game changer. And um, we bought a We bought a, a list of uh, um, payment protection customers from one of the lenders that had uh-huh. changed. So we would bought that. And I said, I think this is is worth far more than that. And that was £100,000 we'd spent wow. on that. So we agreed that we was going to put a sealed bid in for £100,000. So then the Treasury solicitor came back to us and said, well, actually, they must have looked at that figure and went, wow, that's a lot of money.
1: Oh, I know, you shot yourself in the foot a bit. Well, we
0: did, but we don't know what the other bid was. The other bid might have been 10000 I've got no yeah. idea. Anyway, then they decided they was going to put it in the Sunday Times. So it went to the Sunday Times, and I was in...
1: That's not very ethical, the Queen, is it?
0: Well, no, she, she probably... Um, she probably didn't know about it. In I imagine, yeah, she busy, she, she wouldn't have done this. She wouldn't have done that. No. And anyway, I was, in the, I was on my orange Nokia phone on the top of a hill uh, in Portugal. Uh, very, very hot. Getting burnt. <sighs> waiting for the news. And uh, we, we finally got the news that uh, it came through and it was ours. A hundred grand? hundred grand.
1: So yeah. how many people had been in for the bid at that point? No idea. Isn't that naughty? I mean, I suppose they've got to recoup as much money as they can, right? For creditors and what have you. But yes. But still so anyway, you've
0: got loans.co.uk yeah, so, so that's the opportunity but there's always there's always a there's always but a that negative. Was a turning point right but it was but let just very quickly Go there's, there's always a negative with a positive like there's yeah. always a positive and a negative yeah. so also in that Sunday Times list of domain names was another one which was um, football.co.uk okay now I didn't have any money at that time any cash but if I knew what I know now I might have put in a bid for five grand for that yeah you probably would have got it. I know we might have got it. What would that be worth now, do you think? More than five grand. But, but you know, what, we, listen, we all miss, we all, we all get opportunities. But you got loans.co.uk,
1: and that that's how long it. you've been trading for at this point. So you've gone priority probably, one for... Probably the,
0: about two, three years.
1: Three years, and you got to loans. Okay, so we're going into 1999. 1999, nine.
0: 2000, yeah. So
1: then there was a dot-com boom then started, wasn't there? So did that make it a lot easier for you, to, for people to find? Because obviously, if you're looking for a loan... You go on to, what would it have be been there? They would have been, Ask Jeeves maybe? Was it? Well, Yahoo. Yahoo. And you go and search, I want a loan, and you'd be top. Yes. Did that have a mass? was that better in your, because you said it was going to be better than doing direct marketing. Was it?
0: Yes. Yes, it was. Because, because, look, I, I would never see myself as a, as a marketeer. You know, marketing's not really my, my, my area of expertise. Yeah. But marketing to me is, is a great deal of, common sense so what we didn't want to do we, we were we were spending a lot of money on direct marketing each month and you know the way the letters are written and, and all the other things that open people up you know not having long letters and, and all these things and these are things I've learned over the years <coughs> excuse me but it worked and what we didn't want to do was suddenly change everything we were doing and go to loans.co and lose a lot of business sure and get it wrong
1: that's hard isn't the people can't find yes. it right
0: so so we rebranded completely rebranded, branded and suddenly the the the, the staff became became involved in it uh, with the culture with the ethos yeah with with what we were all about and and i guess it just ballooned absolutely ballooned because it says on the tin what we do. It's not. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were doing, you know, road, you know, road roadside advertising. We didn't need to put anything on there other than name. We didn't need to put a phone
1: number on. Didn't do anything. What other companies mimicking what you were doing? Because you would have been one of the pioneers changing to a website yes. in your name, right? That must have been. Who else did it after you? There was a couple of really big ones out there. And I remember there's jingles on radio stations, yeah. and so you would have been one of the. The pioneers, right?
0: Yes. What, what I did do, though, Go again... On. On. so so all our, So all our competitors, yeah. I bought up all their domain names, you know, for a couple of quid. I was just there before them.
1: And then what happened? How did they get that?
0: Uh, well, the, 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 the guy... Uh, good friend <laughs> That's of mine, very canny, by the way. Yeah, anyway. a good friend of mine... Um, well, he's not a good friend of mine. He's just in business. He's a yeah. good friend of mine. A yeah. guy called Paul Newey. Mm. He owned Ocean Finance. Okay. And uh, years ago, and he had actually forgotten this, but years ago when I was on my own when I'd left my father-in-law, um, he was passing me leads that they couldn't do. And that was my lifeblood, that's, that's what I lived on. Sure. And, um, and so when he asked for the domain name back, no problem. Just, just transferred okay. it and gave it to him. Because you then, remembered he'd looked after you. Yeah, exactly, and that's how business worked. There was another guy that I didn't particularly like in business, who had another one, and he phoned up, he said, oh, you've, you've done this for Paul Newey, you've got to do it for me. No, I don't. Mm. So I just held on to it for as long as I could, and, it was a bit of a nuisance, really. So we're
1: going to go to a break in a minute and then come back and talk about the success of uk. But I just wanted to go back to what you just said there quickly. People who wronged you. Because, yes. you know, I've had a business for a while now with my partner. And we, we've had various moments, and he's very good at handling people who maybe let you down, crossed you. How do you deal with someone who's, you know, fucked you over, done you wrong? There's always two sides, right? But how do you yes. deal with that, that moment? What do you do? Well, I- I think
0: um, <clears throat> I remember years ago. I suppose this is, this is, you, you learn from your experiences. Years ago, I had a, a friend, um, a bit older than me, but quite wealthy, and he mm-hmm. married uh, um, a, f- a friend that I went to school with, a girl. And uh, I, I really needed some money to, to to fix up a to fix up a, a car at the time. And this is going back, sort of, you know, early early eighties. Sure. And I only, I only needed to borrow sort of like a thousand pounds, and. Uh, I asked, it, I asked it to borrow it, and he was good enough, and he lent it to me. Didn't really like to ask him, but I didn't have anybody sure. else. A
1: choice.
0: And uh, <clears throat> it took me a while then to sell the car, but, I, but I, I phoned him a number of times and said to him, look, I'm really sorry, but I haven't got the money yet, but I've still got the car, I haven't forgotten, and so on and so forth. He went, no, that's okay, it's okay, very relaxed. And then he, he was actually quite, um, you know, he had, a, he had a minder, he was quite- um, a somebody. He was quite a somebody. And uh, I just, I just, you know, months later after I paid him back, I said to him, what would, you know, what would have happened if I hadn't had paid that back? And he went, well, what do you mean what would have happened? I said, well, you know, what would you have done? He went, nothing. He said, I just would have blanked you. Right. And and I guess that, that's... Your lesson. I suppose that's a lesson through, through an experience. And, and in the future, if somebody does do something to you, and it's happened to me quite a number of times, you just have to... Deal with it,
1: and then blank them. Do you ever chase litigation? Um, do you go down the legal route? I mean, I have. I have. have there I have a couple are reasons times. you would do, but what? would you Yeah, do I have a
0: couple of times, but you have to get your information correct. I mean, it's and it's not enjoyable. But you know, I've had have had a few people that I've, I've lent money to, um, and even and I've even got charges and things like that, and it's it's mostly gone wrong. Really? Yeah, mostly gone wrong because you know what you agreed at the beginning. And even if it's in writing, they see it differently because you were the friend at the beginning, but now you're not the friend anymore. You're.
1: God, It's a tough one, isn't it, ending money? Yeah, and, and, you know, it doesn't,
0: I think the, the thing is that even now, if somebody comes to me to you know, want to borrow like a little bit of money, not, not a lot little. of money. How um, much
1: would you got to just for future reference? Well, let,
0: <laughs> just, just in case you're asking. But let's, yeah. say, let's say somebody just needs like a few hundred pounds yeah. or, or something okay. like that. And uh, it's better just to say, OK, listen, here's the money. Uh, it, 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 it's not a loan, it's a gift. But if you, if you don't pay it back, you could know, never come to me again. As long as you understand. No,
1: no, I understand that. I but understand come to you again that. as a friend?
0: No, 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 or no. anything. No, no, don't come to me. Well, you, you're not really a friend if you haven't paid it back. Sure, okay. but But I'm not going to hold it against you. But don't ever come to me to, to borrow again. And that has happened. You know, people have come back to me and gone, oh look, I know I owe you this, but I need to borrow that. It's not happening. No. It's not happening because if it's a few hundred pounds, I, I can have lost that, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But, you know, don't do it again.
1: Steve, we're going to take a break. Okay. Um, this is Ball by the Horns. So we'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. We're going to find out more about loans.co.uk. And then, this is where I'm really excited. Is it? Steve used to own Wasps Rugby Football Club. Big fan. Thanks, Steve. Shy Aviation and Lifestyle is the global leader in private aviation. Offering an unparalleled round-the-clock service, Shy Aviation focuses on every detail of your flight and are dedicated in making private jet travel as effortless as possible. With no hidden fees or membership costs, our pricing is straightforward and transparent. You only pay for what you use and when you use it. With global airport access, your travel destinations are endless. Plus, with our front door-to-jet door service, you'll experience true contactless travel, meaning you'll be at your safest with us. We'll even include a complimentary luxury lifestyle concierge for all clients. We're here to help you unlock the world safely, discreetly and privately, and to always give you the ultimate luxury experience. Request a quote and start your journey with us today at shyaviation.com. Welcome to Bull by the Horns with Giles Vickers-Jones. Welcome back to Bull by the Horns. Um, Mr. Steve Hayes uh, took a little break. So where were we? So we're talking about the biggest risk, and I guess the biggest risk, if you dare me say, could it be going from Priority One to loans.co.uk? Well, I th- yeah, I, th- I
0: do think so, because, my, you know, as I say, I've got two partners, and, and I, I was pushing the domain name pretty hard. And if it hadn't worked, then uh, you know and I wasn't a third shareholder at that time. If it hadn't worked, then you know that would be an egg on my face. And you know, that, uh, you know, I've, I'm really pleased that they, they supported me on it. Yeah. And uh, and it, you know, it's the way that we move the company forward. It was it meant
1: everything. So we're partners, and you, you obviously made the right decision. Do yeah. they ever say to you, Steve? Do you ever get that recognition going forward? Even now, do you ever go? Because it was at the turning point, I know there's lots of different points, but that's a big pivot, right? Yes,
0: I, I mean, you know, both, both of those, you know, we, we sold in 2005, you know, it's 15 years ago now. And, mm. and uh, you know, they're, they're in different places in their life and, you know, uh, the younger one, he lives, in, he lives abroad now. So, you know, we don't really see each other anymore and that, that was a time in our life. And, you know, we, we, we're all different people now, we, we do
1: different things. So. And how do you enjoy the growth? So you've got loans.co.uk, you you're... Your number one equivalent on a Google search, right? A Yahoo search. Money's coming in, I'm assuming. Kids. At the time, yeah, yeah. Well how is that how is that when you go from, you know, scratching a living, going bankrupt, coming out of the other side, yes. suddenly have this influx of money. Did that I mean I don't want to say did it change you, but how did it change you?
0: Yes, it did. And and, and suddenly the ego starts to grow and grow and grow. And um, you know, I did. I did lose. I did lose some identity at that time. There's did no doubt about really? it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't all good news by any stretch of the imagination. It really wasn't. And um, I think it's. Uh, you know, it brought me down to earth quite a bit when. Uh, you know, when when things didn't work out on, on on other things in the future. You
1: know, it did. And. Uh, you know, what, you get... what instance did you? What well, do you remember anything in particular? Well, I'm assuming you got your nice car. Were you brash to people? Were you rude? Well, my my my. <laughs> Go on.
0: My present to myself was a, was a car. <laughs>
1: that's all right. Yes, but that's when you started blossoming, right? Making lots of money. No,
0: once once we'd sold the business.
1: Okay, so when so so
0: you're, you're talking about getting to there.
1: So when you were on that growth to selling, were you nice as pie? Uh, or were you getting when you? I,
0: I think a, I think a little bit obnoxious at times, a bit arrogant at times, and uh, uh, bulletproof. And I mean, I you know, we always looked after our people. I never like the word. You know, never like the word staff. No, and I never wanted to drive a lovely car into work. And I, I had people walking in with holes in their shoes. the the The, the way the ethos and culture was at Loans is that everybody pulled. It was a sales organisation, mm. and it was um, calendar driven. And the the first start of the month, we get going. Uh-huh. And then there's an end of month meeting for the last month. Bonuses are given out. Yeah, not commission. Bonuses. Yeah. So. So everybody got a bonus. We at yeah. Target, everybody, whether you was a PA or in the IT department or in the accounts. Okay. Um, because once you once you get sales departments that are earning fortunes, the rest of the
1: business don't like it. It doesn't work. It's conflict. And so it's, how would you, because I've seen this, right? So how would yes. you get around that? So you've got a bonus. Does a bonus suffice? A bonus does suffice because it's a mystery. So that works enough. So if you've got someone, let's be clear, a salesperson could potentially earn four to five. Four to one, yes, or even five to one, yes, and that bonus for that person who's on that one to five, that works enough, yes. It all depends how you build your, your ethos and
0: culture. It's much easier to start a business with the culture than it is to change a culture in the in a business. Okay, I mean, i, I I'm, currently I do some non non-exec roles, and I'm looking for a I'm looking for a, a, a good friend of mine I've known over forty years. He's got a, a double glazing company. Uh, it's only a small company but it's really profitable he hasn't mm. he hasn't spent anything on marketing for over 25 years really it's all on reputation but he needs he, he's moved to new offices he needs a general manager and, and and this is a job i would have taken 20 years ago he needs somebody to come in because he doesn't he he can't take it to the next level but it's still his baby he micromanages a little bit at the moment but it's about finding that right person who then sort of reinvents the business Okay. And watches it go like this. Yeah, yeah. And that would—that's a business I would have taken twenty years ago. Right, right. But right. now it's, a, it's its its something I want to mentor.
1: Because something like that and that has, has got risk. so much opportunity. But as that well. is,
0: yeah, it has got opportunity, but it's got risk as well. Okay. Because this is my friend. Yeah. And if I go in half-hearted, and I, I mess up his business. Yeah. And people that win with him for some time—they—they
1: they all go, and it doesn't work. Then yeah. that's a massive risk. So going so. I imagine you're in the business, you talked about it earlier, you talked about ethos, right? You yes. talked about culture a couple of times. Let's step away from your friend's double glazing. How did you continually keep people motivated? Okay, you got the bonus. So I'm about the ethos, because yeah. did you have values? Did you have did you have a clear identity? What do you do? Because you've got the, the start of the month, up. The, the end of the month you have the awards. Yes. How much time is dedicated to... Getting that message right, loads, absolutely loads. loads. The, 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 the the thing about the thing about leadership and
0: um, a leader's always is is always evolving. he's always learning new things, and a lot of them based from um, experiences. But I, I once heard, and you know, I can't say it was my idea, but we we, um, we came fifth in the Sunday Times Best Company to Work for once, and the team that wow.
1: The, That's the, big, right?
0: Yeah, it was massive. I mean, it was good probably probably my biggest uh, sort of achievement. No, but the company that won it was a company called Gore-Tex, based in Scotland, mm. and um, the glove company. Well, they do, they do all what, waterproof clothes, okay. and all sorts of stuff, and um, you know th- th- what they? Th- th- it's all about what your staff think. So, th- th- the best companies who run it. They, they contact staff directly, you have to give them details. So you never know which staff are saying, and, and they fill out uh, questionnaires and so on. So it comes from your staff. And uh, Gore-Tex um, said something which I completely agreed with. The guy stood up and he said, you know, it's, oh, you're a great leader and so on and so forth. He said, well, he said, um, if I look over my shoulder and I've got a follower or two, he said, then I know I'm a leader. He said, if I look over my shoulder and I haven't got any followers, that doesn't mean I won't be successful, it just means I'll be a boss okay and that and, and that for me is the difficult the difference and, you know when somebody starts calling me a boss it's not something i like very much okay because you know there's plenty of there's,
1: there's plenty of people that, that that are a boss but they don't they don't really care about their people i think the difference you've got there Steve, between the two is if you're a leader you're probably inspiring right, right? so you're probably you're setting a, a footprint where they want to follow yes a boss you have a hierarchical position but it doesn't mean you're respected necessarily yeah. right I think, that's, I think that's a huge... Because I've heard it said before, that I, and I quite like it. Some people lie about it, and they say, without my, my team, or without our team, or our people, yeah. I wouldn't be here today. You don't always believe them. But I, I think whenever I've spoken to you in the past, you've always said, without everyone around you, you wouldn't have been a success. No. So let's move on to when you, you, you sold this business, right? So this is a, a moment in your life where you're going to sell your baby. This is... Yes. Everything, right? You're still a relatively young man. This is 15 years ago to your mid-40s, early 40s. Yeah, about 45. 42, let's call it. Um, <laughs> but look 35, <laughs> oh, right? bless you. Yeah. Um, that's got to be hard because, you, you know, you're a strong man. you are got a big personality. How are you letting go of that?
0: Um, I, get, I guess I, I didn't want to sell it, in truth. Um, but it was the right time to sell it. And as it turned out, it was the perfect time to sell it. Uh, because if we'd left it another year, um, we wouldn't have sold it, and we would have missed the boat, and uh, it would have, uh, I'd have I'd have had to say goodbye to a lot of people, which would have been you know really tough. Right. Um, I'm sure. What, we would, it didn't let them go? You know, let them go, um, because they were highly trained. Um, uh, you know, the policy of training, 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 and more training. Um, you know, I'm not sure why many companies don't do it. It's it's to me it's quite obvious. So we we had in-house training, and. It was difficult, it was difficult but 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 the good thing was that <coughs> my my business partner the the, the, the the son he said to me look you 've built this business he said, Leave it to me to sell it and and, and i didn 't get involved in any of the negotiations on the selling no no, nothing.
1: you must be involved no. in packaging it up to sell
0: nope no
1: right okay no I kept I do kept you do anything differently
0: by the way when you no. packaging I up check up no because what what happens with any any business that wants to buy you is all the time they're looking at cutting the price and what happens is people take their eye off the running of the business while they're selling and it gives an opportunity to the buyer to to chip and chip and chip mm-hmm. well I didn't do that because the way we worked it was the father and son mainly the son but worked on with the, with the purchase and I concentrated fully on keep keeping the train going Good and driving 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 so we were hitting we were still hitting targets every month every month every month and uh, we also didn't we didn't
1: sell the business. Somebody came and bought us. They actually knocked on the door, interested. Yes. Did you put yourself out in the marketplace no. at all? No. Wow. Wow. So um, we. And how how so they got that knock? Yes. How quickly did you sell? Um, oh, that's a good question.
0: Um, I guess I guess it took about nine months.
1: But, well, that but I mean that's quick, really, isn't it? Well, it is.
0: I mean, at first we did we, we said we're not for sale. <laughs> Deep down, <laughs> going fuck. I want a Maserati. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know it was a big, a big company that came in yeah. to buy us. Yeah. And, uh, and at the time, they, they were then being bought by an even bigger company. Okay. And so, uh, so it was mb that bought us. Yeah, which and everyone knows, big credit card companies. One of the biggest in the world, yes. right? And then they were, so they were then being bought halfway through by Bank of America. wow. So it would only take somebody in Bank of America to say, what's this acquisition? We don't want this, Bosch. domino effect, that's there. it, right. no, that would have been it.
1: But nobody Ooh. did. So that must be quite, you must be quite anxious, right? So when you actually get to the point where there's numbers churning around, right? You're looking, you're staring at a number. Yes. Were you thinking, by the way, during this growth of this business, were you thinking, I'm going to exit? Because it's quite cynical that some people set up a business to exit, some people have never even thought about it, and you and I have had this chat before. Yes. Did you think you were always gonna exit?
0: No, 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 but I was earning, we was earning, I was earning good money.
1: So why would you sell if you're earning good money?
0: Because the world was changing, and uh, you saw this coming. No, the um, my the, the eldest partner, the father, he 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 saw this coming.
1: Canny man, huh? Yeah, Smart man.
0: yeah, he was spot on.
1: Okay, so you sold the business. Yes. Did you have to stay in the company? Um, well, I wanted
0: to stay in the company. Really, <laughs> I wanted to Did stay.
1: They, they turf you straight out. <laughs> well, no, the the, the uh, so so.
0: So the father had already moved away from the business anyway, years before. So um, he, he, he was just paid on, if we ever sold a business, he would get a third. Okay. So, so, so we'd bought him out years before. Sure. And, uh, and that was fair, so that he wasn't involved fair. in the business at all. So my, um, so the, the son, he, he got involved with uh, I think, you know, they were very much, "We're not going to change your business, we love your business," and so on and so forth. And I think the first meeting, uh, after day one was just ridiculous. They want to change the business, so because so it's people from Bank of America or MB&A? okay, and uh, which
1: I can imagine hugely like professionally a bit anal maybe because it's a banking system. Well, they're and American
0: and it's all, all about bean counters Ugh, and, uh, God, and, and their risk and, uh, and, and 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 you know my 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 business partner. I think he lasted three days. He didn't bother coming in again.
1: Is that right? Was that allowed? Uh,
0: no, not allowed. But he had other things to do. He had a load of money, he had loads of things to do. So you got
1: paid, you get paid everything.
0: No, no, we, we got, look, every, when you do a deal, it's what you get off the table. Don't worry about what the other bits are. Forget the other bits. What, it's what you get off the table. Mm-hmm. That's what you sell the business for. Mm-hmm. There was another 40 million pounds to be earned. We didn't, we didn't get, we, we, we didn't earn it. Right, okay. We didn't get anywhere near it. Do you think that's ch- quite a common thing. Yeah, it is common. Negotiate for what you get off the table, okay. not, not, the, not, the, not the back end. No, and no. Not, listen, there was a lot of pride in it for me and I wanted to stick by it. And then, the, you, know, uh, you know, American after American came in and started talking to me about, you know, what, you know, my reports and where's the report on this and where's this and where's that. And I said, I'm really sorry. I think you just need to keep going back to my job description. You know, my job is staff motivation, uh, uh, bonus schemes and uh, end of the month meeting. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all I do. And uh, I remember one, you know, he's got my, my board there and he's coming in and he's literally shouting me at a board meeting. Oh my and, gosh. And, uh, and the other thing I got written into the contract which was big, big for me because I'd seen so many people who had um, left the business and then they go out and then their security card doesn't work anymore and they are shut out the business and that's it. They don't get to, to say goodbye to everybody and yeah, all the yeah. rest of it. So for me, the end of month meeting which I ran, um, that was my time. I, it was always written in the contract that I would have my end of month meeting I'd be out to say goodbye to everybody. So that did. was
1: your sure. and how long was that after you'd sold? Uh
0: probably about two years.
1: Okay. So you did a, a yeah, lot longer a, than your partner. Yeah, and
0: they paid me they paid me a
1: big salary for two years.
0: Uh, well, they paid me a big salary and then they gave me a, a payoff as well.
1: Wow. So okay. So you moved on from Lowe's dot yes. And you left your baby behind. Yes. you now got no identity. You're in this you're in this world of mega bucks swelling around your bank account. Yes. What does Steve Hayes do?
0: Well I'd already I'd already invested a little bit in Wick and Wanderers. hmm and um, I'd always enjoyed rugby, and because uh, w- um, th- the reason for Wickham Wanderers was that my friend played for them, uh, Terry Evans, he was eight years at Brentford, and then four years at uh, Wickham under Martin O'Neill, and they were good times.
1: Yeah, well Martin O'Neill obviously became the, the island manager, right? So yes. he was at Leicester?
0: Yeah, he was at Leicester, but yeah. his first real job was Wickham Wanderers, we okay. brought him out of non-league into Big, the, into good the league. Good manager. Very good. And uh, it was good times there, and I, you know, I, I felt it very friendly, it was a lovely place. And so we would got involved in a little bit of sponsorship when I was still at Loans, we did the shirts and so on and so forth. And, uh, and then there were Wasps there, it was, it was quite evident to me that there was a, a deal to be done to build a new stadium. So I started speaking to the council, lots of, lots of conversations and a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very long story, but in, in the end um, they, were, they were right behind it, the council. And so, w- but what they wanted to do, so I, was a, I, I then was a 10% owner of WASPs, and what they really wanted to do, council, they couldn't be talking to committees, they couldn't be talking to lots of individuals, they they really needed to be talking to one person. A principal. So, so again, risk. Um, I took out the other directors at WASPs, and I, I bought Wickham. Uh, so you had
1: 10%, he bought 100% of WASPs? Yes. Crikey.
0: Yes, and um, and that's a risk that went wrong. Really, I, I enjoyed my time, but what happened with the council, and this is where you get you get involved in a field that you don't understand, is politics. And that is that out of forty-two members of the council, thirty-eight wanted the new stadium, and we found a site for it, and and everything was good, but um, behind the scenes there was uh, uh, we were going onto um, an airfield, and the gliding club would have had to go, which was a hundred members, and. So, while I'm having to come out in the, in the public saying all the things we're going to do, yeah. they were able to rally behind. And it came to a change of leadership, which with the council have to do. And uh, a guy just managed to get himself in and squashed the plan.
1: Jeez!
0: And it was as simple as that. And, and I'd, um, I'd invested a, a huge amount of money in not just Wickham and WASP, but also the Wickham development, um, bit, you know, a separate business, to get all the consultants in. And, uh, and it was never going to happen then. So um, then I just had to
1: get out. Cut my losses, get out. And how, looking back at your career, how much has that soured it for you? Or, um, oh, you said earlier, right, you learn <coughs> both good and bad management, right? So I imagine you learn from good and bad experiences, right? Yes. So, uh, so I, has I, I'll it soured
0: you? I always try and take a, a, a positive from negative. Yeah. When, when we sold loans.co, we sold it for far more than we expected to sell it for. Oh. Far more. You know, I just wanted to be um, wealthy, but not very wealthy, which is what I was now I lost a lot of that money with uh, the rugby Club and the football Club, but I didn't lose all of it Good. and um, and and now you know i I want to you know i I had already put quite a lot of money into trust for my children and so on and so forth and you know I'm now building other businesses but i'm sure. never going to I'm never going to be a builder of business that wants to be you know, seven in the morning till eight, nine at night. I haven't got that desire anymore. I can't do that. That 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 that, that just isn't with me. You can only really do that once in your life, and I did it. Um, but but now there's loads of other opportunities, loads of things to do. And you know, my my day could be. You know, tomorrow I'm playing golf. Uh, today I'm with you. Uh, yesterday I worked in the office. You know, if I need to go, if I need what well, I can do anything I want to do any of the time so
1: you've got freedom I have got freedom and you've got time yes that's what it's brought you perhaps
0: the, the other thing pe- people people talk about wealth and they mm. think about um, you know oh if I had this or if I want a lot of this is what I would do this is what I would do for me it was completely the opposite it's like what I won't do <laughs> because <laughs> you know I I'm, 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 I don't want to do the gardening I, I, I'm not knocking anybody that likes to work their garden I don't want to do the gardening right. I don't want to do washing I don't want to ironing do I don't want to go and I don't want to do decorating, I don't want to do DIY. I don't want to do anything like that. They're not things I want to do, at all.
1: You've got choice is what you're saying.
0: And that's the point, it's yeah. a choice, it's a choice. But the risks are worth the rewards. They absolutely are. But there's no shortcuts. If somebody wants to, if somebody wants to get off their, their bum and work hard, it might, it, might, it might not work, you might fail. But I've never been frightened of failure, never. And, you know, the Wickham and the Wasps was a massive failure. Massive. But, you know, it didn't it, it you know, I was down at some time there, but it didn't it didn't stop me from thinking, right, we'll go again.
1: It doesn't seem like anything's gonna stop you, Steve. So, no, um... no, but
0: I but but the thing is it's I do do quite a bit of you know I know I spoke very briefly about my friend's double glazing company and that gives me a buzz. Yeah. You know, I, I see I see a business there that if I can bring the right general manager in and then start to, to mentor that person and start to work with my friend. He's he, unlike me, he's worked on his own for over thirty years. Well that is tough, isn't it? On his own. Crikey me. And he's looked after his family, he's looked after so many different people. Mm. He's got three children that, that, that he's put through university, all very bright. You know, his wife's been massively supported, leaves a lovely house, knows the value of a pound, got no ego. Honest John we call him. <laughs> and, and and I want to help him. I really want to help him get the right person and if I can and that works that's great but I, I can't go half-hearted because as I said to you earlier there's a risk there but if, if I get it wrong and his business goes
1: I think honest John's a metaphor for your life my friend
0: well I think he is but you know, you know I, I, I think kindness you know I, I did um, I think um, you know I can be abrupt with people um, and I can be rude at times, and I'm, I'm working on that. But if I can be kind, I will be kind. Every day, if I can, if I can do something for somebody, I will. Because I do, I do believe in play it forward and it will come back to you. But sometimes there is a, and, and you know my partner, on, you know, she, she will see somebody broken down, and it's a woman in a car, she would literally go another mile down the road, turn around and come back, make sure that person's okay. And, and sometimes she'll get that person and say, course I'm all right you know and uh, but that doesn't stop you doing it again and again and again and again and you know I had a a business that I, I, I genuinely loved and we built it from next to nothing to almost 600 staff and I knew every single person's name and birthdays to me are an opportunity to remember people so I've still got a lot of the loans birthdays in my diary and, and lots of other people, and, it's, and it's, it's a chance to just phone somebody up on their birthday or text them, and it's amazing. It's amazing what that leads to. Sometimes nothing, but other times it's a conversation and let's meet for lunch, and here's an
1: opportunity, and yeah. here's something to stimulate your mind. I've got to say, Steve, it's, it's so inspiring. You know, I know you, and hearing your story, I just think everyone who's been listening to this is gonna get so much out of it, so um, thank you. Thank you very much, Steve, um, for joining us on Ball by the Horns. You've been incredible as ever. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Appreciate it.
0: You're welcome, John. You're welcome.